Welcome to the Real Rescue Podcast, brought to you by Vertical Helicast. This episode of the Real Rescue is being sponsored by Breeze Eastern. They dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. My name is Jason Quinn. I am United States Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer number 500. These are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live. This is The Real Rescue Podcast. Welcome back. The through flight is done. We are fueled up and ready to go for part two. So let's launch it. So Claw, dude, all right, our next unit that you get to, uh, which I'm pumped about as well, because you have more rescues up there that stand out to you. Plus you're in Coast Guard, Alaska, which is even cooler. I'm just going to throw that yes. out there. But oh, man, uh, here we go with that. Let's let's start with this, dude. You and let me get there. And it's uh let's see, you you had a rescue on what's known as the Midnight Sun. And there was a yeah. news article in the Kodiak Daily Mirror. And uh let's see, midnight, midnight rescue for grounded midnight sun. A Coast Guard helicopter crew rescued five fishermen from the Kodiak-based fishing vessel, Midnight Sun after the vessel went aground 36 miles northwest of Kodiak early Friday. Dude, what? Uh, yeah, so we got, um, it's one of them crews where, you know, the the, the, the aircraft commander and flight mechanic got air medals, and we got combination medals, but I didn't get out of the helicopter. You know, it's, oh, right it's always on. tough. You know, you don't get out of the helicopter. Put so, me in, coach. You know, Put me in. Yeah, so, I want to go in. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just, it just went well. You know, it's, a, it's, it, it was a fishing vessel went aground. Up in, uh, I always say it was like a Tuesday in Kodiak, a Thursday night in Kodiak, 80 mile an hour winds. Get out of the RCB and ready crew birthing. You know, the RCB is ready crew birthing. And uh, dumpsters are rolling around by the wind. You're like, what in the world's going on? Winds howling. And you can hear these guys on the radio with sector, the sector side of it, how they're, you know, up against the rocks and, you know, one of them chilling, you know, if you ever heard somebody, somebody dying on the radio, you're like, oh man, this is, this is really bad, you know? And, uh, so we make preparations to get, get taken off and, uh, we get out there in like 12 minutes. I'll meet my box lunch. Cause you know, I'm hungry all the time, especially in the middle of the night. <laughs> you and me so, both. <laughs> so eat the box lunch and they get into a hover and we're up against a thousand foot cliff behind us. And, um, oh my God. And wait, the waves are breaking. It's, it's, it's nasty, man. It's just one of the nasty nights. And you're like, okay, I, I'll go in. No problem. And, uh, but you just do what's best for the people, you know, and a uh, super skilled crew, um, you know, they get a uh, start hoisting and it goes very well. The first basket goes down, guys get in, get out of trail line. 
and uh, these guys are pulling this thing like 90 degrees, you know. I think Monkey put three weight bags on that that night and uh, clipped them all together, get the trail line down. And uh, so they, uh, I'm trying to, I'm sorry, man, I'm just trying to remember everything. And uh, they come up, we pull the one, we pull the one guy out of the basket, emergency suits, and, you know, it goes well five times. And then it's like, you know, okay, forward flight. And then all of a sudden we, we go to take off in that headwind, took us like an hour and something to get back, you know. 12 minute flight oh, out and then and an hour and hour and something to get back. Super oh, clear though. It was, it was, it was weird. It was super windy, but it was super clear. And, um, it was just one of them crazy nights. Get back to the little, um, cruise lounge there in the, uh, where the guys at the lunch by maintenance control in the new hangar in Kodiak. And these guys are dumping out their dry suits and they got like 10 grand of cash laying all over and, you know, everything else. But, but um, crew of five young guys let the boat, I guess they fell asleep and the boat just drifted ashore. And, uh, you know, they almost lost their damn life. So, but uh, I got accommodation for it. I can't find half my write-ups. I don't know. Maybe I'd put them somewhere. I'm very good about being organized, but I'm too organized. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm unorganized. So, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, well, good for you. And the, and the, yeah. so the aircraft commander and the flight mechanic both got air medals off that? Yeah, Dang. we got accommodation, which. I never did it. I mean, everybody says I didn't do it for the awards, but it, it was just pretty cool when you see these guys and how happy they are to be alive, you know, and shit like that. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, awesome. it was kind of crazy, kind of crazy case. So, definitely a crazy sick. case. All right. <laughs> yeah. Typical Cody on Thursday. So. Typical Cody. That's funny. So, you have, you have another one up there uh, with a goat rescue on the South Island of an old Coast Guard pilot. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think we're sitting there in the. Uh, <clears throat> I think I broke the plane, or uh, one of the planes. You broke it. <laughs> yeah, so you know, every time I touch something, it breaks. You know, so Friday afternoon, try to take duty for the guys or do something. I took, took a flight, and there were still guys there. So took the, took the late night, late afternoon flight. Everybody else goes home, and I come walking back in. And there's duty guys there. It's Trevor Salt. Trevor Salt's an animal. Um, great guy, great kid, super. Super humble kid, man. I shouldn't say that. And uh, all around great rescue swimmer, you know. And uh, we, uh, so this thing comes in, you know, goat hunter backside of the mountain, yada yada yada. He actually called in. His buddy called in to the air station because he said, I guess the guy fell. Is like, hey man, I fell a thousand feet. I'm pretty. All I could picture is like Will Ferrell and by the shag me. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, where Will Ferrell falls down the cliff. He's like, I need a Band-Aid and I need a, you know, a baby something else. I don't know if you remember that or not, but on Austin Powers, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's all I can think of. So we go out there, man. We go out there and, uh, you know, we can't find him at first. So we're looking, all of a sudden we find him. It's like a thousand. I think it's a thousand. They're like a thousand foot up. They're on a rock shale, like rock slide. I call it shale, but it's probably granite Kodiaks. And um, it's just one of them typical SAR cases where you're, you know, you're going to work, you know, you're never going to do work. So Trevor goes out, he goes down. I got the EMT kit. We got outside this mountain and the mountain is like, it don't look steep, but when you get on it, it's freaking steep, you know? So super, super steep thing. I'm like, oh my God, this is pretty steep. So, you know, we, I start assessing the guys. Trevor goes to the guy. I go, you know, I'm like, hey, we're gonna, he goes, we need the litter. So he makes some sound for the litter. And um, 
once you get the litter, he's got to hold, he's got to hold it. The other guy's holding it and we put the guy in. Anyway, we put the guy in and Trevor's, Trevor's doing a lot of work. I'm so fucking scared on the side of this mountain, you know, so my whole mountain <laughs> fall, you know? So anyway, we're both working hard, you know, in a dry suit. So if we slip and have tri lamps, we're going down the hill. We're going to go flying down the hill, like a, you know, be a bag of bones by the end of it, you know, just, just a bag of bones inside that dry suit. So Oh my um, gosh. To, it's the tri land, you know, it's real slippery. Yeah. So you're not going to stop, you know, you're just going to slide. Now they got all this new gear. You see these guys doing rescue on Coast Guard. It's like they got really oh. some nice gear, which is, which is way awesome, you know. So Trevor and the guy from the, um, the guy that called in his buddy, they're, uh, they're holding the litter and, or we're, me and Trevor, the guy's whole litter. It's, it's kind of vague in my memory. And, uh, but anyway, this thing is so steep. If he goes, he's on a sled ride all the way down. You know, he's going to be in a lot worse off shape on this shale. You know, it's not going to be pretty. We're going to be picking him up with us. It's going to be a hell of a ride. And, you know, think about Kodiak. It's not like it's like a straight ski slope. It's You've got alders. You've got more jagged rocks. You know, you've got, you know, all I can think of is just sliding down this thing. And just, you know, it's not going to be a fun ride like a kid's sled ride. It's going to be... You know, you're going to have stuff sticking out of you by the end of it, you know, so, which I don't want, you know, yeah, I, I like having not. all my parts, I like having all my parts where they're supposed to be and nothing sticking out of me, you know, so, uh. but, um, yeah, so we're looking at this cliff, so this guy's in the litter, he's a lot of trust, man, people got a lot of trust in us when we're rescuing them, because if we mess up one time, it's over, they don't, they don't know how close to death they really are, even <laughs> with us, you know, so, I mean, think about it though. You know, you're right? like, oh, oh, help us here. Next thing you know, it's like, you know, you see the videos where the litter is just spinning uncontrollably for, you know, for 20 minutes. Nobody's doing anything. You're like, oh, well, sucks to be you, but you're getting rescued, you know? So, but, uh, you know, that's the problem, you know, and our standardization makes it so we're so good at it. But I'm sure there was days where we, like the one guy, Pat Chick, falling off the mountain. That's all you yep. can think about, you know, and sky sliding, you know, and that, all our procedures are written in blood, right? I and mean, it's not like oh, yeah. somebody didn't fall down the side of a mountain or, you know, I just think we're so damn strong and good looking that we don't have a problem <laughs> of, you know, we're able to compensate. It's like, like our insurance is, is a lot higher because we're so strong and we're, we're in shape, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just crazy to me, but anyway, so, um, you know, Trevor's first thing we do, I think the first thing we do is littered him and then he gets up in the cabin and Trevor does all the work. I'm, I'm, I'm like clinging to it, like an alder bush, like a little girl. I'm like, oh my God, holding this guy's rifle. I'm like, I'm going to get blood. And a 16 is just a beast. So the, you know, it's kicking up stuff. Like it's like Black Hawk Down, you know, just stuff blowing everywhere. So stuff's hitting the face and, you know, it's, you got stuff in your teeth. You're just like, man, what, why did I sign up for this? You know, and you don't really think of it as a time, but you're, you're loving life, you know, cause you're doing what, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, uh, uh, we get the, he gets a basket next, gets the guy off the side of the mountain and then it's time for us to go. And I'm back to the mountain for some reason. I'm looking at this guy's rifle. It's like a $3,000 LaRue tactical rifle. I'm like, this is a really nice 308, you know, like black gun, you know, black gun. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, this thing is all of a sudden a rotor wash, like a rotor wash hit me. And I'm like, I'm like 
side in like 10 feet. And I'm like, I'm going to die. You know, <laughs> so I'm holding this guy's rifle because I don't want to drop this 3000 dollars rifle for it. And I'm sliding and I'm grabbing, you know, catch myself. Trevor goes, you all right? I'm like, I'm going to die out here. <laughs> so, you know, so he, he hooks me up, do a, do a, what would be a mad poo. I was a, I was a, I was a bitch in that one and uh, get mad food back to the helicopter with Trevor and, you know, just, you know, just the trust you have in the brotherhood, man, you know, it's so awesome. You know, like, you know, you know, it's not going to drop here. You know, we're, we're going to, if we, you know, it's like that backdraft. If you go, I'm going to go, you know, but I'm only sliding like five feet. I'm not going to die, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm dying, you know, so I'm very dramatic, you know, (laughs) so dramatic, you know. You go, I go, you know, no, it's, it was just, I love being in Kodiak because there's such a big shop and there's, you know, some of the antics that went on and, you know, we did like a bar crawl. It was just, you know, you're never going to replace that in life. You know, we chase that, you know, we chase that when we retire, we want to try to chase that dream of, of having that brotherhood. It's such a unique thing to be in. Oh, totally. And uh, yeah, you know, so. I, and, I've uh, never I'm been good. anywhere else that's uh, that that's like that, and there there's a yeah. lot of places I've been. You know, even down at Priority One when we were standing duty down there, there we had a we had a cool, unique dynamic where you're with guys all the time and you have that brotherhood there. But it's it wasn't the same. It's just no, it's, no. It's it's you're right. You know, and my biggest good. letdown was working EMS. Like there's no brotherhood there. Like I, you know, when I retired, I went right to work for EMS and I'm like, this is, this is not a brotherhood. This is, this is the furthest thing from it. Now I just got a job in a union as an apprentice, as an equipment operator. And it's, it's like 19, you know, 95, you know, with how they talk and it's just really gruff men, but it's very close, but it's not the same, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, these guys are good, but it's, it's still a brotherhood, but not like we had, we're so fortunate to be part of that. And we were, you know, Joey doing decert. I mean, who does that? I mean, that's so much effort for him. And um, yeah, plug for decert. I can't wait to go here. I mean, I'm already counting down. Yeah, 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 me too. I just hope it doesn't go the. I hope it doesn't go the other way because the first time was so much fun. Now the guys that missed it are like, let's go, let's make this the best. How swimmers are. We'll make this the best t-shirt ever, you know, cocaine, yeah. strippers. I'm like, it's, it wasn't whoa, about whoa, that. Whoa, it's, whoa. Whole, it's, all, it's totally family, you know, but I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, I, I talked to guys for hours, like Mark Womble. Uh, I talked to him. Yeah. Who else did I talk to? I mean, it was just, oh, there dude, was it was so just many guys there. such, such amount of guys. And it was, you know, you may not have liked the guy you were stationed with, but you still talked to him. And it was like, you know, you caught up with him still, you know, and, uh, yep. you know, cause you're not type A's are, but anyway. Yeah, it's so. the way we are. Yeah. It's the way we are. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. So. Totally with you. All right. Let yeah. me touch on one more thing while you were in Alaska. Coast Guard Alaska on oh, TV. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sexy man in America. You know how many times I hear that, you know? What's funny <laughs> is, what's funny, this is, this is probably what, 12, 12, 13 years ago this thing came out. And, um, Dude, I still, people are still like, um, I'll be, uh, you know, Coast Guard buffs, you know, I'm a really Coast Guard towns, you know, like you go to like, like just different places that people love the Coast Guard and they're like, hey, you look like that guy that was on Coast Guard Alaska, but you're much heavier now. And I'm like, yeah, lady, 
that was five years and 50 pounds ago, you know, so, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, life's got a hold of me. Okay. You know, I retired, I had a good time. Now I'm on the way back down, you know? So, but uh, yeah, I did get heavy, but I'm losing weight. That's how I tell them. But uh, yeah, people are like, Oh, I love that show. And, um, it did really good for the Coast Guard. You know, it really yeah. it did. It was, it was cool to be part of. It wasn't like the deadliest catch because, you know, everything's so dramatic on deadliest catch, you know, um, you're doing a simple hoist in the daylight and they're going to make, 10, 10 commercials out of it and two, you know, two continued series, you know, out of a medevac. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, we're quiet professionals and I love telling the Coast Guard story. So it was awesome. Um, I met some really good friends for life on that, you know, um, like the producer and, you know, it was, it was a good, it was really good for the Coast Guard up there. Uh, really, really good for morale. You know, Chris Moore said, uh, he's a chief at the, Petaluma school he's like uh I'm like camera adds 10 pounds and right away sitting next to me he goes would they have five cameras on you I'm like motherfucker what a good rip so yeah so oh. um yeah so oh, um, that's funny at Coast Guard Alaska did a lot of good um it's it really was uh a cool experience to be part of at the end I was kind of tired of it because it's just you know they did like what how many seasons so I was you know, I just felt like it became more commercialized, but hey, it is where it is. It's yeah. about recruiting, right? So once yep. once we got out, Quinny, the recruiting went to shit. You know, they couldn't get anybody like us, you know. So no. <laughs> ah, that's so, funny. Yeah. All right, dude. So, well, after Alaska, you bounced down into Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Yeah. And what there a, are whew. there are a couple there that I want to talk about. Um let me let me start with the first one. You had a sailboat. We ended up landing on the USS Cole. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of maybe presence out here. So, you know, you might get like I've been further offshore in Elizabeth City. You're like, there's no rigs. There's no. It's it's just nuts, you know. And uh, and uh, you know, so typical duty night going off going. It was it was Columbus Day weekend. I'll never forget in uh, 2013. And there had been a big sailboat race, and Chad Watson did a huge rescue the, that Thursday night before. And um, it's a raft story about that, too. So we get launched out, like, you know, right at the end of your duty day on a Sunday morning, um, sailboat in trouble, yada, 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 you know. So in route, we got to get gas in the coal, which the USS Coal was the, was the destroyer that got blown up in 1990, 2000 in uh, Yemen. Yeah. So they put it back together and they, they towed it back, put it back together. And it's out there doing, you know, doing Navy stuff, you know, which is, what's, what's restored to Navy guys. Like 50, 50 men come out and 25 couples come back. So I don't know what the hell goes on in the Navy, you know, my kids in the Navy. So, you know, it's oh, like those slap terrible. in the face. <laughs> so, yeah. I always tell them all the time, like, how's it feel to be a woman in the Navy? You know, it's like, screw your dad, you know, anyway. So we laying on the cold. And what's, what's unique about the coal is, you know, when you walk through, you walk through history, right? So, um, you know, so we get gas, go back out, pick these three people up. Pretty benign, pretty benign case um, as far as, uh, as far as it goes, you know, um, just, uh, I think it was three hoists, three directs, um, 10 foot seas, nothing, beautiful day. You can't write home about it. It was just a typical, you know, typical multi in the pool, you know, three survivors, the first multi and went very well. Um, super you got, well. you wait, you got lowered down into the water. 
Oh yeah, uh, direct. Well, okay. I, I think I got yeah, direct down the water. Lower down in the water. A typical day yeah. with ten foot waves. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. It's it's not it's not Alaska. It's not Cape Cod. You know, there's no sharks that I know of. You know, but think about offshore. As you know, it's super clear, so you can see everything. You know, you're looking down. Yeah. You can see everything, but. It's funny because the Coast Guard cutter was there a day before. And they're like, are you guys all right? And they're like, no, we need to get out of here. They're like, okay, we'll be back. And somehow that didn't get translated off to our rudders broke. We can't get out of here. The Coast Guard cutter left. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just a weird, you know how boaties are, man. They're probably having a big old, you know, man orgy on that 270, you know. And you know, yeah, I don't know what goes on, you know. <laughs> So anyway, that's terrible, uh, terrible, Claude. It's terrible. Truth. I'm speaking. I'm speaking the truth, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Poor boaties. <laughs> no, I got to respect for them guys. Need fuel. I love them. But uh, um, so the boaties are they leave them for some reason, or you know they always say, "Well, we told them." I don't think they told them because why would they go through? They probably were like, "No, it's fine." And all of a sudden, they don't want to get hit for the bill, you know. So and uh, so. Uh, you know, get lower down, directs, you know, two women, an old man, um, just a cool case, you know, and um, so we get another case, and we're out there, they're like, hey, we got an e-perb going off, I'm like, oh my god, this is Elizabeth while City's home, yeah. while you're already yeah. out there, yeah, so there's an oh e-perb going god. off, we're like, oh my god, go back to the coal, and we got to drop these people off, so, you know, I we land, and I go under the bowels of the ship, and you know, it's still rough out there, it's, it's, you know, a nice day, but it's like, you know, the guys in the helicopter are getting seasick because I'm in there bullshit with the crew. I'm having coffee, got my legs crossed, having tea with the captain. He's cool as hell. He's showing me the ship. And there's a whole other star case going on. And I'm just do do do. So so we drop these three people off. And, you know, I'm in the I'm in there, you know, just just loving life, you know, and they're getting seasick because they're tied to the back and you know, there's you know, they're taking waves and so I get back to the helicopter and go, we are so seasick. Where have you been? I'm like, oh, I was in there doing assessments, sir. You know, it's uh Greg Dahl. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in there doing, and Jared Carvajal, I'm like, uh, I'm in there doing assessments and John Avery. I'm like, the fight mechanic shot Avery. I'm like, I'm doing the, I'm doing like a lot of work in there. I'm like, I'm really working hard. And meanwhile, I'm like, it's like I got like three box lunches. I've already scavenged for my, I've already scavenged, got all the good candy bars out of them, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I got you guys lunches. They go, we don't want lunches. We just want to get off this boat. We're getting seasick, you know? So it's like, all right. So it was like 20 minutes, you know? But what's unique about the coal is where them guys that got killed um, on the bulkhead on the passageway, they have stars. They have stars honoring their names in the floor. Like they, it's it's pretty wild, you know? Oh, and, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how many people died in that boat, but there was a bunch of stars. And man, each one of these represents somebody's, this is where they were when they died you know, on this, on this warship, you know, it's like humbling, you know, you're like, you know, Dang. they do a lot of good shit. So, um, yeah, it was kind of humbling to see that. So meanwhile, we figure out that the EPIRB is the one that Chad Watson left behind. Another life <laughs> left behind. So, uh, so, so he didn't pop the raft? Is that what you're telling me? He didn't he didn't pop the raft. And, oh, uh, rookie move. <laughs> rookie so, move. So they direct me down. They direct me down, and I'm like, I'll just, I'll just catch the raft, you know. I'll, I'll go catch the raft, right? Yeah. How many guys have said that? You know, I, every time I hear your podcast, like, I'm not the only guy that's not gonna go catch the raft. So, yeah, lower down like ten it. feet from, not gonna catch it, no matter how hard you try. And like, you're in a dry suit, you're sweating, you're like, oh my god, this. So they finally picked me up. 
put me on the raft, I pop it, grab the E-perb. I think I take the E-perb back with me to give it to Chad and uh, one of them deals. And yeah. um, Thanks, Chad. Yeah, he's good <laughs> shit, though. Yeah. Oh, it's gosh, just, that's uh, funny. So, but yeah, East City had an awesome shop at the time. Um, oh, man, so many young guys, so many, such enthusiasm. I remember teaching with them guys. I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm gonna die. Like every time I PT with them, I'm like, because they just took it to the extreme, you know? And, uh, you know, because it's fun. Ball. It's a good time. Oh my God. I do. Miss and the that. Young Bucks, man, realize. you just, well, and Watson said it as well when Pat Roach and I got up into Kodiak. It was like, hold the reins back, snapping yeah. reins, yeah. just yeah. going to town. That's That's the young guys, man. You got to, yeah. Let, let, him, it let was, him let it go let him ride i know go hard it's awesome dude it it's so cool so awesome. yeah all right let me so let awesome. me ask you another one so you have a medevac of a stroke patient up out of east city as well so it's it's kind of messed up i just got back from um working a hitch and priority one um i just got back from emt research i had done my paramedic research so I was on my A game, you know, and this lady, from what they said, was really bagged up. So they called me up to go. I was on, I was working night shift, and they had called me up to um to come in to do this medevac. And somehow, I, I kind of bumped a swimmer, and I is that a big thing? I feel bad, like a, like a doucher for doing it because we had. A You're one of those guys us. right now. I felt like it, you know. I'm like, and it just turned like, well, they, it's he's cool about it but i hated doing it you know what i mean like i i we should have took him but when i'm taking a paramedic another paramedic because it was that bad you know but you always feel bad about that you know but i hated you know it, i always hated when first class or somebody did that to me you know like oh we're gonna do this because you know so yeah i felt kind of remorse about it you know but um evan was totally cool about it and you know because it has a ventilator you know and there's a lot of stuff going on so but um you know, the thing about the Coast Guard, either you're going to get there alive or you get there dead. There's really no in between. You know what I mean? It's not like priority right. one where we're doing a lot of different things. So, yeah, I felt like that guy, you know. And uh, I said, Evan, I said, fulfill my douchebag. He's like, no, no, man, it's for the patient, you know. And that's how they are. They're humble, quiet professionals, you know. So, um, so we go out to this cruise, this, uh, cruise ship, me, a medic, flight mechanic, Wait a minute! It gets even better. You took a cruise ship rescue from him. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. dude! <laughs> oh god, I know. Come on, man. I feel like a douche, I might, douchebag. I might rub that in just a little bit because cruise ships oh, are some of my favorite, dude. You go oh, out there, god. it's like Super Bowl pictures and flash photography oh, everywhere. Well, you roll up, you're like, well, hey, from is... the hook. You're like, what? Which way is the? Yeah. Which way is the yeah, pool, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it well, patients guess... that way? Yeah, so so karma strikes, right? Karma strikes, right? So you know how you're on a cruise ship, and there's we go to the bow. So there's everybody. They take the teak deck up. Karma got me real quick on this one with Evan. So we pull in. You know, the best thing is when you pull up next to a cruise ship. If you're running the FLIR, people like I've done a ton of cruise ship medevacs, and you're looking, they're naked out, and they're like they don't think we can see them. So like you cruise up next. Watch if you do another one. You cruise up next to them, and everybody can hear us, and they must announce it. And there's girls and ladies and men. Old men love to be naked. I've never seen it. Like, all of a sudden, you look down with the fleer, and there's, like, a dude's junk hanging out. You're like, what in the world? Or there's a good-looking woman, you know? You're like, so I'm always 
you know, on the FLIR in the 60s, you got WPN. I would say it's weapons, but it's on it's want picture now. So I used to fill them up with just naked people. I'd be in the FLIR and I'd, because, you know, there's always a 10 minute hoist. We got to, we got to, you know, I think there's a brief to take a shit in, in that Coast Guard, you know, uh, okay, so you go back up to the bowl and, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm taking pictures of all these people that are naked and I'm sure somebody at the sector's like, why, why are all these junk pictures on here, you know? So, but yeah, I never forget one lady's like, this older lady's like trying to hide from us. I'm like, yeah, we can see. I'm like, Jeff, check it out. You know, anyway, I digress. <laughs> you know, I guess it's the old pervert in me. I don't know. So, but, uh, you know, so we oh. get to the breeze and they're like, okay, what do you want to do? I'm going to so go down and save the day here. What do you think I'm going to go do, sir? You know, okay, let's just do a, you know, harness, you know, harness delivery of the rest are similar to the, you know, 400 yard bow of this cruise ship with, you know, 5 million people watching, you know, and videotaping. So, well, if you don't know, when they pull that teak deck up, it gets so slick, right? Super slick, right? So, you know, maybe in a big bad rescue swimmer in a 60, you know, I get lower down my EMT kit. I got the ventilator, whatever the hell I had. I had like three bags, you know, and uh, brought my fins with me in case I had to jump off, you know, <laughs> yeah, off a cruise ship. Like I need my fins. So, you don't always do that one time. Every other time you take it with you, you know, you're going to take it with you because you don't want to not have them, you know, better to need them and not need, have them and not need them, need them, not have them. So get lower down and this Italian guy, you know, they're real helpful. You know, the Italian guy's like by the stairs, he's holding his arms out. I'm like, look at her. I'm like, get out of the way. You know, I push him out of the way. Well, I hit these stairs, dude. They are slicker than snot, dude. I'm at the top for one second. And at the bottom, I'm at the bottom within like a second later. I'm on my back and my knee is killing me. And I look up and all I can see is people taking video. And I'm like, I just slid down this entire flight of stairs. And at least 20 people have this thing on video of me just <laughs> eating shit. You know what I mean? Because I was being cocky. You know, I'm like, get out of the way. You know, and the guy's trying to tell me in Italian. He's like, hey, uh, you know, the stairs might be a slippery or something like that. You know, I'm like. You know, you can't hear nothing, you know. So I'm at the bottom, and these people, these people are looking at me, and I'm like, I'm like looking at them. My knees like behind my ear. I'm like, okay, time to go rescue mode. So you just you kind of get up, you know, gracefully. Two hundred and ninety pounds of me gets up gracefully, and I'm, I, I meant to do that. That's how I, that's how I run, you know. So walk on in, and this lady is she's she's really bad, man. Like it's. I'm looking at the monitor and I'm at the time I was a good paramedic. So I knew what everything meant. All that swing, I knew what they actually meant, each swingly line, you know. So I'm like, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, blood pressure's like 300 over 200. You're like, holy shit. You know, Jeez. and there's, you know, there's the nurse has got a couple, couple drips hanging. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh man, this is legit. Like this is this, this is game on. I think she had night, she had nitro drip. Anyway. There was a there was a significant amount of medical problems with her, and um, she's unconscious, she's intubated. So I, you know, of course, I check the tube inside, you know, inside the thing, and I'm I'm working her up, and we got to put her in the litter, and everybody's helping, thank God. So the whole thing is, I don't want to lose a tube. So the monitor I had had capnography, so it, it worked out really well. But she was super, she was critical, man. Like she was super critical, and. Uh, her husband's there and I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm going to go with you. And then I'm like, I don't need a nurse. You know, I don't need a nurse because it's all going to get away at this point. So the husband gets basketed up. <clears throat> we get her up to the helicopter and um, 
the medics up there. I knew the medic who was from town. We took a medic with us and me, and he's got his whole kit. So we really can do a lot of cool shit, you know. So we're, nice. we're pushing more drugs, pushing more drugs, and we're following the protocols for a stroke. And they they got most of it, but they didn't get, you know, the tube was not really secured well. So we're checking that, you know, and uh you know, you know, you're doing horrible things. The guy is sitting right there in a troop seat, the husband, and we're doing horrible things to her wife. I think we had to put an IO in at one point because oh, wow. they only had like a, they only had like a, um, I got another IV, and then that, I think we did put an IO in, and uh, you know, you know, come out somebody's family with a drill. This is uh, even the flight mechanics. Like I never seen stuff like that, and I think we put an IO up top in the shoulder. Up in the shoulder. And, um, Yep. So an IO we in had, Austria that's drilling right into the bone of the shoulder or the you can go down into the uh, shin area. Yep. Yep. A couple fingers so put one in there. below the knee. Yep. Uh, uh, and he's I watching remember, me dude. hit his yeah, yeah, yeah. He's watching me hit this, you know, hit this drill with his wife. And he's probably like, what in the world's going on? Because it's it's when you're doing when you're saving somebody's life, it's not not like the TV. It's not glamorous. You're doing a lot of horrible stuff in hopes to, you know, in hopes of horrible stuff you're doing saving a life, you know. The guy, the guy is a super nice guy. So I always try to make that connection with somebody. I'm like, you know, hey, sir, you know, what we're doing is normal. You know, and he's like, I know, I know. And he's, it's fine. This is his wife, you know. So we get to Norfolk General and, you know, we land in Norfolk General and we're superstars, you know. We come out of the helicopter and, you know, so I see this guy and I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey sir, um, here's my number. You know, I like to, I always try to, because I thought she's going to die, you know, and he's all alone now. Picture this, you're off a cruise ship, and, um, you know, you've been on a cruise ship, you got on somewhere, now you're in Norfolk General, and you've got no, in Virginia, and you've got nobody with you. So I'm like, if, if you need something, call me. That's the type of person I am, you know? Like, if you need something, just give me a holler, you know, and please tell me how she makes out, because I was generally concerned for you, you know? And um, uh, I get my number, and probably like three months goes by, right? I'm like, oh. So, you know, I get a phone call. That's February, May. So two, three months goes by and uh, I get a phone call. He's like, hey, this is um, such and such. I don't want to say their name. They said, um, they said, uh, you know, I said, uh, I was the guy, my wife, he, he got her off the boat cruise ship about three months ago. And I said, oh, sir, I'm so sorry for your loss. He goes, my loss. He goes, you saved your life. You guys saved your life. I'm like, what? What? Because I thought she was going to die, you know? Wow. And uh, so I go, uh, I go, um, oh, she's okay? Like, she's like, yeah, she's just got a little numbness in her one pinky. I'm like, holy shit. Like, we actually did something to save somebody's life, you know? And uh, Dang, I'm man. like, yeah. Good for you. So she's, so they became really good friends. Fred and Fred and Betty became really, really good friends. Um, and, uh, it was funny. So I talked to them and talked to her and super grateful people. Um, they actually were, they become like a second set of like grandparents for my kids and um, <laughs> just all it. around, all around good people. I've still stayed in contact with them. I haven't talked to them in a while, but um, just good people. And uh, you know, it's funny because they're really well off. So I'm sitting there one day and like, I think it was like the end of May. All of a sudden, they get a. She goes, "We want to send a card to you." So they get my address. They send the card to me. It's like a check for like five grand in the in the thing. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh my like, god! I can't take this. I can't take this. She's like, "Buy some beers." I'm like, "How much beer could I buy? I buy for beer for all for the whole air station, and everything." And uh, long story short, I call the 
caught through. I'm like, shit. And I'm like, chief, I'm like, I got this freaking check in the mail. I'm like, I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to go to the bridge. You know, can we, uh, what do we do? And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, we'll call the OD. I don't know. So I call the OD and I'm like, Hey, I got a check from a survivor. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I always say ask grass or gas. Nobody arrives for free, but I'm just, was, just was kidding, sir. And the OD is like, Brandy, he goes, you said what to the people? I'm like, yes, sir. Ask grass or gas. Nobody arrives for free. They really paid us. And he goes, he goes, and I could hear deadness on the other side of the phone. I'm like, sir, I'm joking, but I did get a check. What do I do? So long story short, they're like, well, they're like, bring it in tomorrow pretty much like 10 minutes, 20 minutes go by, bring in tomorrow. And, you know, so wrote him a letter. Thank you very much. Can't accept your check, but you can always make a, a con contribution to the Coast Guard Foundation, which they did. And uh, just all around good people, you know, and they, they've always wow. like every Christmas, they sent, they sent cookies and they sent, they sent us a lot of cool stuff. So just awesome people, dude. Awesome people. So um, that's so cool. Yeah, Fred, Fred and Betty. Awesome. Just, just you're always cruising the world. I always find out where they're going. So it's just, it's just an awesome thing, you know. That's so. one of my favorite things about what we do, and the follow up later, which doesn't happen very often, but that no. follow up, and all of a sudden you make that connection. It, it just, man, it, it really resonates. Sit, I love yeah. it. I, it's one of my favorite parts about what we do, for sure. Yeah, and that, that's like. That's why we do it, right? We always say, oh, it's not yeah. about the awards, which some guys it is. Um, for me, I got plenty of awards, but it's it's always about, you know, you make that connection in life with somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, it's so important, you know, so, so important. Awards are nice to be yeah. recognized. And I, I'm always grateful, uh, but that's not why I do it. And, and yeah. I, yeah, no. The letter from the family means more to me than anything and any award I've ever gotten. It's, yeah. it's just, it hits home. Yep. So. It does, man. It's it's like, this is why we do it. You know, even yeah. like when, you know, working EMS, you save somebody's life. And uh, you, you're still like, they don't really follow up. They might follow, come to the station, give you cookies. But Coast Guard is so much, just so much more dramatic. You know, people remember that. You know, right. I think anybody right. that saves a life, I don't care where it is, but, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, it was cool, man. It was a cool case. So East cool. City was East City, man, of all the stations I've been to, it was the most sar like all the time. Like go, go, go. <laughs> people don't uh, people don't realize that Elizabeth City, like, oh Elizabeth City's terrible. I'm like, nah, it's probably the best star in the world. But you know, I'll say well, it. I've been big units, oh, but Elizabeth City's full of it, you know. Well, I want to so. touch on a couple more that you have there. Uh the next one. You ended up, you and your crew saved the billionaire that helped fund Pinterest. What? We're going to divert real quick to thank our sponsors. Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, more money than brains, right? That's what I always say. Somebody's got more money than brains. You know, they're going to get in trouble. So... Um, no, this guy is obviously a very smart, talented individual. He had a carbon fiber. The whole boat was a catamaran built out of launches with a carbon fiber mast. And uh, typical February day, everything happened in February. It's, it's like it never stops. It was like January, February of um, 15, you know, and it's, it's, it's big waves out there, man. It's like, you know, and these guys are going through a storm and they put the wrong 
they put the wrong sail up and it actually demasted this carbon fiber masted, you know, multi-million dollar sailboat catamaran. Wow. It's like 270 miles offshore, which is 20 more miles than Scott Holloway. We've got to remember to put that out, you know. So Scott Holloway was 250 and uh, I was 270 with the crew. And um, that's twice. That's twice you, know, you went further yeah. than Scott. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Yep. So Scott's, you know, Scott's going to come back on here and just talk shit about you like the whole next episode. Oh, I was talking <laughs> shit to him last night. And uh, because I had called it and said, Hey, man, I'm, I told him doing an interview. He's like, Do an interview with Quinny like after he did it. I'm like, Scott, I'm not like you. I don't have to pipe myself up. And then I'm like, After hearing Bobby's, I'm like, Man, that's really a cool thing, you know? So, oh, um, anyway, so Scott, yeah. So, so, uh, you know, you know, when, well, on a side note, so Scott retired and he was real humble. Scott, believe it or not, Scott's a really humble guy. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes, um, he's is emotional for him. You know, he went to police academy and he, he comes out of the, he had a, like a get together after he graduated police academy in Cape Cod. Well, he's walking out. Oh no, this is his last day, dude. This is his last day walking out. That's what it was. It was like a Friday. He's just walking out. And it's like, he's just leaving, you know? So he gets to the door. He goes, I go, Scott, Scott, Scott. I'm packing a, dra- I'm packing a parachute for a drag shoot and a Falcon. I go, Scott, Scott, I got to tell you something. And he, he comes back in. He turned around. He's almost like teary-eyed, you know? And I'm like, just want to let you know, Scott, um, you're fucking dead to me. And uh, he just turned around and walked out. <laughs> I start laughing. He starts laughing, you know, because, you know, he retired, you know? He's like, he's like, only you would say that, you know, for this time, every time we talk to each other, he's like, you're fucking dead to me. You know, it's just, it's just how rough we are as rescue swimmers. You know what I mean? Oh, so, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was definitely an awesome, uh, awesome dude. But so where are we at with this arcades? We're, uh, so you're, uh, you're 10, the, 20 yeah. miles further than Scott Oliver. So Scott, 275 yeah. miles offshore. Yeah, yeah. So the Herc's over top of us. Everybody's nervous as hell, right? That we're not going to get back because we've got a headwind. I'm like, no, we're going to get back. So, you know, the break the tension, I'm like, um, I know what happened. So, so anyway, we go down to this D Master sailboat. Of course, they put me, I'm trying to chase the boat. Can't chase the boat. You just can't. Nope. It's just, it, no. Nope. Everybody's got to try it. You know, it's like, oh, it's not moving that fast. <laughs> Pick me back up. I'm like, we're running out of fuel. It is rolling. A boat's in rafts are cruising through the water. You have no idea. Get in front of it. Be in front of it. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Let it come to you. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, and the worst thing is you're swimming through waves. So you look at the boat and you're trying to swim. You're looking up and you're up above the boat and then you're down below the boat. Then you're up above the boat, you're down below the boat. You're like, I'm not getting any closer to this boat. It's getting further away. And meanwhile, you're going up like, you know, your waves are going up and down. Uh, you know, you're in heavy seas. You know, you're, you're like, I should catch this thing on the downward. Then it's mountain wave. And you're like, oh, my God, you got this wave. And anyway, man, it's just, you can't catch it. There's no freaking. So, nope. um, you know, and I was experienced first, FEB instructor. I, sh- I should know this, you know. So, anyway, they wrecked me down and. The first kid that jumps off is a billionaire son. I didn't know there were billionaires at the time. So they jump off, do a direct, you know, they, you know, get right into the boat, boom, like like right, right ahead of it, get the kid, go back up, you know, complete that five times flawlessly. The billionaire, the billionaire son, three other dudes, the captain, 
some guy got rescued again by the Coast Guard. So it's like one guy that gets rescued twice. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I get rescued once by the Coast Guard. I'm done. You know, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing career changes, you know. So we get back to the helicopter and um, it's it's two lieutenants, um, Mr. Jenny Rapp, Mr. Riley. Uh, I forget the kid's name. Super good kid, though. Uh, AET, good flight mechanic. And uh, I wish I remember his name. But, um, you know, we're heading back and I grabbed a bunch of blankets in a 60. We have blankets with us. And these guys, you know, it's January. So we're like, hey, we can't have any ECS. Got to save fuel to get back. You know, we're going to, we're just going to. So ECS you know, is the inner, uh, like, um, environmental oh control unit. Thank you. Environmental control unit. The heat, so, the AC. Yeah, and, yeah. So we got it off, save fuel. Sorry about that. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there. So I'm by the door. I'm getting kind of cold. You know, I'm in a Trilan dry suit again so and actually they needed some help i wanted to get back navigating and stuff with the helicopter know where we're at in case of crash and maybe they also i moved the billionaire and um, i'm sitting on these rats i got all these blankets right i'm not thinking anybody's cold because i'm a little cold but i'm sitting on these five blankets you know <laughs> on the swimmer seat they're right next to me and they're uh these guys are freezing they've been in the water they're in like like half-assed mustangs you know and i'm like oh man so you know, it's just, it's January, it's February, it's cold as hell. I'm making radio calls. Hurt goes, hey, you guys are looking for fuel. I go, sir, I said, I call him, it's Mr. Bowen in the, in the, I know all the pilots, you know. I'm like, hey, Mr. Bowen. He's like, eh. I'm like, it's, it's more seen. We're just chitter chattered on the, on the, was it 120, whatever it was, you know, our internal frequencies talking to each other. And um, I forget what channel it would be, but um, he goes, uh, you guys are making for fuel. I go, no, man, we're going to, we're going to have to land. So I got, I'm like, uh, there's a there's a parking lot, you know. He's like, oh my god, like they have to land. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a parking lot just uh, on um, 168. It's uh, it's got a big sign outside that says headlights, which is a local strip joint in the Outer Banks. You know, I'm like, we're gonna have to do an emergency landing there. You know, fuel truck rendezvous. He's like, put it on the beach if you have to, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, no, we'll uh, we'll land in headlights parking lot because like it's like direct line when you look at the maps. You know, it's like a direct line. He's like, so you want to land in headlights? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I have a field truck meet us there. And, uh, you know, and uh, I didn't realize how close we were, you know, and they're like, he was joking, he starts laughing, you know, and, uh, you know, and uh, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll have this guy get us and buy us around the beers. I go, you guys want to land there as well? He goes, you guys could probably land there. It'd be a lot less dramatic if we do. And I go, yeah. So landed a hurt on the highway, you know, and uh, so he's laughing and I'll make a light of a situation. Everybody in the helicopter's laughing and, you know, I try to make light of a situation coming back, you know, sometimes stuff gets pretty heavy and you try to make, make it fun, you know, and uh, this was a great case. So when I'm going to Manio, which is our closest point, Atlanta Manio airport and, uh, you know, I'm like calling pizzas and I'm hungry, you know, it's the end of a duty day, you know, I'm eight, it's like nine o'clock and then duty night. I'm like, I'm hungry. So I'm like, I'm like, Hey, call the airport. I'm like, I'm over there making food and stuff. The pilot goes, are you hungry? I go, yeah, I was getting the airport guy to, you know, order some pizzas up and here's my credit card, you know? So, well, we land and this guy jumps out like the, like we're turning down and the guy goes, and the, I don't know, they're billionaires. And they go, I am so cold. And I got all these blankets. I'm like, oh, you want a blanket? <laughs> At the very end of the flight, he's like, thanks a lot for nothing, you know? You know, so he runs in the airport and they're they're warming up and Red Cross is there, Red Cross met us there. They have like 
they want to give me a pair of sweatpants, you know, a pair of sweatshirt. It was actually like a really nice sweatshirt. So I took it, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is a nice sweatshirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> it has like cats and I had a couple cats on it and stuff like that, you know, like, oh, oh this is an awesome sweatshirt. So, so he's like, I, I start bullshitting people. I'm like, so what, where are you guys going? Well, we were going down south and I'll never forget the kid yelling at the father in the FBO, in the FBO at the airport. He's like, dad, I didn't want to go on this trip. And this is before I knew they were billionaires, you know? He's like, I didn't want to go on this trip and you fucking took me and now I hate you even more, dad. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Oh, like, man. Yeah, like, the kid's yelling at his dad. He's like, he's like 20 something. And I'm like, dude, you got the ride of your life, man. He goes, I was so scared. He goes, I didn't realize how big you were. And he goes, I felt better now how big you were. I knew I was in good hands, but he goes, I was scared shitless. And I'm like laughing, you know, the pilots are all laughing. And it's just funny how people react. And the, um, the father's like, you know, he's just taking it all in. He's like, this is terrible. I'm freezing. And well, I get bullshit. And they're like, yeah, we started, we funded Pinterest. We were the ones that funded the startup of Pinterest. I, I started that. I'm like, I funded that. I'm like, oh my God, like, you're a billionaire. I'm like, hey, we gotta. So me being me, Captain Craig was a captain at the time. I'm like, he, he, I'm like, just let you know we're working with a kind of an older gym at, uh, air, you know, at the air station. Or, you know, I'm like, I think we should, if you want to really uh, help us out. He's like, Paul, I'm, you know, and he did call the captain. He goes, I talked to the rescue swimmer, so I get called to the captain's office. Like, like a couple, a couple days later, he goes, hey, Captain Craig goes, good effort trying to get us a gym, but we can't take it. I'm like, why not? We could dedicate it after the guy's name and we could do the whole thing. He's like, good effort, but you know, so I'm always, <laughs> one, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Ask survivors, but he did offer, like, he did call up and be like, well, I'm going to write you a check for a gym. And Captain, like, I can't do that, you know? So, you know, the ass grass or gas, nobody arrives for free. You know? so, but think about it. He would have put a gym. I'm pretty sure the guy would have stroked a check for, you know, for like five five million dollars for a gym, it won't even phase them. You know, yeah. So yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know yeah. what's kind of cool about that is you got guys and people that are out there, and they're they're just he just try he just wanted to make a trip. That's it, and he yeah. got in trouble, and we got we went yeah. out and Coast Guard went out, you yeah. went out, saved his life. Yep, it's awesome. it's no different. Everybody's like, oh, these, it's these, no these different. Kids. I was just gonna get to that. Yep. no it's different. No different than the dude yep. out there. Fishing to try to put food on the table for his family. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's too, that's what we do. People get mad about these people, but hey, if I had the money to travel the world on the boat, I would, you know? And, oh, totally. Yeah. Like, that's what we live on. Like, I hate to say it, we, we've got it. We're America. We got good checks and balances, you know? So, yeah. You know? Oh, but, uh, yeah, man, I was totally stoked. The kid was yelling at the dad. I got free pizza, almost got a gym for Base Elizabeth City. Um, yeah, I can only do so much, you know? The rules really hand. I'm, I'm not a rule follower. I'm a rule bender. You know, if I can bend them rules, you know, so yeah. It's how you manipulate them, Claude. It's just manipulation. Listen, I can only, I'm a rock star to a point, but you know, without a good backup band, you're nothing, you know, so. It's all you have, you just got to work it into your favor. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's donated to morale. I'm sure there's uh-huh. a way we could have done it, but Captain Craig was an awesome captain, and he—I just think he, you know, I just uh, think that. Uh, so funny. I'll, I'll I'll ask anybody for anything, you know, because they'll ask me, you know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So, I, this dog is. Sir, can you please save is... my life? I don't know. Can you please give me a gym? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're gonna get a gym. This is oh, what I'm dealing with. 
This is what I'm doing. Only that dog. Beast. Say hello. Say hello to America. He's not looking for this thing. All right, Joe. Oh, my kid. It's my kid's dog. He's in Guam. He's yep. in the Navy. And it's like, yep. oh, my God. F 18 pilots next, huh, Quinny? That is exactly what's next. What? F 18 pilots. Hit me. Dude, what yeah. happened? So, typical, you know, um, getting ready to transfer over to the schoolhouse. It's one of the last cases I have. And um, Derek Anzi's on duty, and the um, call comes over for two F 18 growlers, which is just like four guys in each F 18, or two guys, and they're like a weapons. They're like the wild weasels. Uh, I guess the Navy, they, they do electronic intercept and stuff like that. So they're okay. like jam SAM sites and stuff. There's two in each area. Um, they're two. It's an F-18, but it's got two, it's got two guys in it. And uh, they're called growlers. And um, they were offshore. They got a little close and they, they clipped wings. I'm like, how the hell do you clip wings dogfighting? You know, so they, you know, one's yeah. coming this. How's it, how's it going? They clip wings. I got to do the pilot. And then the one's inverted. Yeah. You know, inverted. Inverted. I was inverted. Very like this. And, what know, were you doing? Know. Keeping your foreign relations. We're on the same team. <laughs> so they hit they hit wings and they they punch out, you know, punch out, you know, on the ocean. And so they take two swimmers and there's like the everybody's going. Everybody that so I they were at the pool and I was in I think I was cleaning up, either cleaning out my locker or doing something. So I'm in a shop. I think they were kicking the shit of each other in the pool. So I'm like, I'm not going to go do that. I think I was sore from a workout the day before or whatever it was. And uh, so they send me out, you know, they, um, I go out with Derek and uh, we're going out there. We're like, we're going to really pick some pilots up out of the water. Like, this is what we train for, you know, Derek's just entanglement, you know, he's got to let him go, sir. The whole, you know, uh, Top Gun with uh, what's that, Max Sheep Kelly? That wasn't even a swimmer. That that, yeah, that totally. you know that did the thing. You know, it's like wasn't even. It was a, <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, gotta let him go, sir. You running through my mind? No, get out there. Um, we deploy out. Me and Derek. I think we uh, harness down. Um, swim up to the pilots. You know, you all right? Yeah, man, we're fine. I'm like, uh, anybody else with you? There's like two other guys somewhere. We can't find them. They got picked up by a fishing boat. Um, like an offshore charter, you know, the two guys got picked up, the other two guys. So we, uh, you know, sea dye marker in the water, you know, it's kind of cool. It's really, you know, they're bleeding off sea dye marker. And, you know, if you get that stuff on, on you, it's it's terrible, you know. I'd see a lot oh, yeah. of tanks with sea dye marker. You can't get it off. Like my hands are yellow because I'm touching a pilot. And, um, so what happened was, um, you know, we're we're littering these guys. So the litters come down, two litters. We had two litters, took a and, you know, package them up. Derek gets his, I get mine. Derek goes, by this time, the other boat's coming, the fishing boat's coming that picked him up, the sport fisher, comes up and Derek's like, well, I'm going to go assess these guys. Another hell. And there's 53s above us. There's other, hell. there's a hurt. There's some sort of AWACS plane. Like it's like Katrina all over again. You're looking up and it's just, you know, it's stacked up to 50,000, you know, broken arrow. You know, I'm yelling broken arrow. You know, and I'm looking at it's like, 15 aircraft stacked at a thousand feet, you know, I'm like, you know what I was saying to myself, you know, so I get hoisted back up and these guys are in a litter and I'm like assessing, I'm going to take their boots off and, you know, I'm really working. I'm doing my due diligence because you're supposed to pick them up in a litter, right? And um, I'm doing my due diligence of making sure they're not banged up bad. I'm like, can you guys feel your toes? And so finally they unclip themselves and they go sit in a cruise seat and uh, they sit in a cruise seat and uh, we're just, 
we're just kind of um well one sitting here one sitting there and i'll bullshit with them oh i gotta get, get the fight patches so i take the patches right away i grab their name tags you know whoosh, whoosh, put them on my price card I'm like i'm like these are mine the guy's like i'm like yeah i'm like you're mine you know we pick you up we get them you know and he's cool as hell so and these guys are fit young men you know they're, they're dudes you know and they're like oh shit i'm like I'm like how much trouble are you in so i started asking questions i go you're on ics and i'm like how much trouble are you in sir are you gonna be in a lot of trouble he goes no we just clip wings and things happen and i'm like i'm like um well you're gonna be all right you've been rescued by the very best you know so we go to norfolk general right so we're heading out there we're bullshitting these guys and they're drinking drinking some water we got eating some snacks so we get to the hospital and uh I'll never forget, like, they, I move them out of my seat. I'm at the left. Because we've got to land in Norfolk, Jen. you got to come through buildings and stuff. So you really want to make sure your tail don't get jammed up and something. It's midday on a Thursday. And, uh, dude, we, we go, we come around Norfolk, go to make the approach in. And there is, like, it looked like a freaking parade, dude. There's, like, 20 news vans. Not lying. 20 news vans all lined up. The whole hospital is outside of just people lined up to watch this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, sir, there's like a lot of people out here. He goes, I know, I can see it. And the flight mechanic, I think it was John, it's John Chain. He goes, he goes, oh my, no, it was, um, I forget who it was, but it wasn't John Chain. But anyway, I know who it is. I can picture him. I'm like, there's a lot of people. Let's not fuck this up because we fuck this up. It's gonna be. You're going to see my fat ass running out on fire. <laughs> so, so you know, we're coming over general, and there's like we're blowing stuff everywhere like there's shit going like people are flying and stuff's getting blown up in the air it's like it's like Mogadishu man but there's just actual like it's just an epic thing you know and there's flashes going on like like I felt like I was on the red carpet right so we land and they come running out with the gurneys they throw them on the gurneys and we go walking in and I'm like waving you know I'm like Princess Diane they're like walking down you know so and I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of like super you know, I'm like built like a bowling ball. You know, I'm like, oh my, you know, Triton's try, so small on me and everything. But so we get, uh, oh, we go shit. walking in and the whole hospital's like, you know, it's like people are looking at us. I'm like, this is, this is nuts. So I told the flight mechanic, I'm like, come on, man, come on. I said, like, really? I'm like, yeah, come on. So we're walking in and I got my knee board. Like, I'm going to tell them, I had like penises drawn on my knee board. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so I get in and they're like, okay, let's do the pass down to trauma center on the medics. I'm like, well, we got two uh, F-18 Growler pilots got a jet. I gave like an awesome, like I just winged it, but gave it really, really good pass down to the doctor. I'm, I'm like, sir, how fast are you going? I was going, sir. He's like, ah, oh, let's go. I'm like, by this time, they're, they're fucking probing this guy's ass, you know, with something. I'm like, because they got him stripped naked, you know, you know how the trauma centers are, you know. You know, oh. it's just the poor guy's like, I'm fine. I don't need any help, you know. And they're like, well, you were ejected and you could, you know, so they're doing neuro assessments and they're, you know, they're doing weird shit to these people. I'm like, man, I really fucked these guys up. You know what I mean? So, but they had to go through it. You know, you got to get assessed. So in a trauma assessment, a level one trauma center, they don't play games. So within like two minutes, they're freaking completely naked. These poor guys are freezing. Like I'm, he goes, I'm cold right now. They throw blankets on them and, but they were fine. But um, yeah, it was just, it was like being an epic rock star. So we walked back out because we got out of the way because the other crew's coming in. There's a bunch of Coast Guard helicopters. We sent three helicopters out there to do this. So Derek was coming in with the uh, Donald Lipscomb on the next helicopter with the other two pilots. And they actually walked in. The other pilots walked in. Mine didn't walk in. I took their boots away, you know, so they couldn't walk, you know. And uh, they all got assessed the same way. And 
So we got to get out of the way. We fly home, and it's just a big pile of junk. I think I sent you that picture. It's just a pile of just yeah. litters and blankets and flight helmets and everything else. And we come back to the air station, and I'll never forget it. I'm thinking, like, it's going to be like rock stars. We get back to the air station. The hangar door's closed. Nobody's around. I'm like, what in the hell? Like, yeah, just normal, you know, nobody's like, it's lunchtime. So nobody, nobody yeah. was even there, you know. Hey, good job, dude. You did your job. Yeah. Now get back to yeah. work. Yeah, good, <laughs> fuel the plane, asshole. You know what I mean? Go get the fuel truck, Claude. We got to fuel this thing up. So, and we pull in, we go, huh. I love it. Nobody's, nobody's even outside. So we're like, okay. So then within like 20 minutes, there's like five news vans and, you know, it's, everybody converged back on us again. It was, it was just an awesome experience man, to be involved. Oh, that's with, cool. You know, well, that's what we train for, you know, like, yeah. you know, everybody wants to do, if you don't, you know, in the Coast Guard, if you don't do a cliff rescue and pull a pilot out of the drink, you didn't arrive, you know, you never, you know, you know, it's like being a Kodiak swimmer, you know, so I'm just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, I had a good career, man. That was one of my last yeah, cases awesome. and uh, yeah. Actually, so. actually, um, <laughs> We get to hear your very last rescue from the Coast Guard, where you had uh, it was a bunch of Asians on a vessel, and uh, uh, I had a bunch uh, of Asians that were flying me. I had two Asians in flight mechanic uh, and Mister Lee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna go a little, probably a little, you know, probably a little off color thing here, but I had Mister John Lee, which is a really good pilot. I had Jerry Trump, which was uh, which was a um, good flight mechanic he's the one i got my air medal with and uh in cape cod so he's in elizabeth city now and he's an instructor and it was just a sport fish or somebody having a heart attack well you know it's it a very small boat so it's it's not really anything epic story or anything like that it's just uh it's just you know jerry and mr lee are hoist i think it was a kid under instruction for some reason well anyway it's like i get lowered to this boat and we're like hey we're gonna you guys having a heart attack we're going to lower you down, um, do the assessment, we basket them out, whatever, and uh, get out of there. And, um, well, Mr. Lee couldn't see it, and Jerry wasn't giving good conning commands that day or something. I'm, I'm like, basically, like, getting thrown upside down, back forward. You ever been in that experience where they don't wave off, and you're just, like, you're going along for the ride? And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're you know. swinging left and right. Yeah, There's swinging. no control. You're like, I'm oh. And they didn't move the fishing poles, so I'm like wrecking these poles, like these thousand dollar rods. I cleared them off, but I'll never forget, like like a tuna couldn't rip it apart, but my fat ass can, you know. And I'm, I get thrown down, picked back up, thrown down. Picked, it's just one of them days, you know. Yeah. And uh, you can't get off the hook, like, fast it up. It, it, You're yeah. like, I just, I, get, I just need to get my feet underneath me. Get off the yeah, hook. So, so I get off, I got the hook to get ripped back up, you know, and it's like, bam, you know, and you're like, get pulled back and you're in the water, then you're on the boat, you know, and we've all been there. We've all had a case like that or a couple. And then finally I get to the boat, I disconnect. I'm like, I'm laying there. I'm like, I think I'm dying. You know what I mean? I'm like, so I get up and, you know, of course I get up and I'm, I'm good to go. But uh, it's just funny because I'm like, I get back to there. So I go, man, I got to pick the only guys you Asians can't even see. You can't, you can't fly. You can't drive. You can't see it. You know, Jerry Trump's like, screw you. You know, it's just, it was just good banter, you know, but it was a great oh, case. You know, get the guy, kick him to Norfolk general, you know, how it goes. So typical. Dude, that's great. Know, that is great. Eat, sleep. A great last rescue the, to have for sure. Well, a memorable one, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was the end of it, man. And I kind of went to I, school and, you know, that what was a great it. career, so, man. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. It was, fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. 
bro thank you so much for sharing all of these stories this has been an yeah. incredible treat for me claude i mean you and i have been friends for years and it's so funny you you and i have never like worked together but we've crossed paths in so many different areas yeah. it's just yeah it's been a blast so thank you thank you for yeah. joining me um Man. i want to talk about three things before i let you go the first one is operation restore warrior man what yeah, a life but- changer um you went too right i did, did and i i yeah. i if i could do it again i would it was amazing and it, we're going to yeah. turn this into two things operation restore warriors for those that need they need a little help they they and in other words your mind's not right and you can't get back from it the, oh, buddy yeah. it's, it's it, it was so i had a um i had a close friend ross moreau his son worked for me doing trees and cutting grass um became friends with him kind of after I retired and, you know, um, you know, things at the end went a little sideways, but it is what it is for me in the Coast Guard and uh, got out in 18, retired 20 years. And um, it was just kind of hurting, you know, didn't really have a brotherhood anymore. Didn't really have, um, didn't really know how to deal with a lot of emotions. You know, people retire all the time in the Coast Guard and, you know, they want to die in like a month later because it's just, they, they lost part of them. Um, but uh, I needed something. So I went, I stumbled through about a year of anger, um, depression, whatever you want to call it, you know, worked at EMS for six months and I just needed something. And um, this guy, Ross Monroe, which is a Navy SEAL, he, he's like, man, go to this thing. I got this thing you're going to go to. He goes, you need to go. You'll feel better. And I kind of put it off for a while for six months. Then finally, I wound up going November of 19. Um, went to go out to Colorado to Operation Stored Warrior. And uh, John Rice, who went the um, month before me, I believe, uh, John Rice was from the schoolhouse. So he went and I went. And it, it was just, you know, to connect back with God. And I was always, I'm also, I would always go to church. You know, I started going to church. Um, but I, I just needed to kind of figure out why I'm going to church and who I am and what I'm asking for. And uh, I went out to ORW and it really changed, man. It, it just, it gave that healing, that forgiveness, to give forgiveness, to heal, to, uh, you know, to put some things behind you, put it to bed and just walk, walk with Jesus, you know, and if people know me. They're like, oh, he's not religious. No, I am. I'm, I am religious. I just, you know, I'm just, I, I, I'm different, you know, and ORW really, 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 really helped me. And I, I, I could plug it all day. It's it's just if you're hurting mentally and physically, you know, you got to get right. And getting right spiritually, everything else fell in the line. You know, when you're right spiritually, you know, your foot, your family's, your family life gets so much better. Your physical life gets so much better. Your mental life gets so much better. And it just it's all it's all spiritual. You know, I can't I can't talk about it enough. And if you're going through a depression or something like that, and you're need to go look. Quinny could help you. I could help you. John Williams is running Absolutely. it now. So yeah, um, Big Willie is is doing good things. He's he's able to get a lot of coasties in, and you know, just reach out, man. Getting that help and getting right with God is the first thing. If you can get right with God, the rest is going to fall into place quickly. Absolutely, and, and that's that's what you know. I mean, I'm not the best person. I I stumble every day, but you know, knowing that I have ORW is was was awesome. And I do a lot of um. I read a lot of books, uh, Wild Apart, um, 
stuff like that to, to kind of keep me grounded as well. But I would go again. You know, it's 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 oh, awesome. Yeah. And you're with six other veterans that, you know, and um, we go through a lot of stuff as a rescue swimmer, even in the Coast Guard in general. So if you're hurting, whether you're, you know, flight mech, pilot, this thing is a great reset. So I could plug it totally is. And I, I'm yeah. going to tie it into a little PTSD as well, because this is, we hear that a lot on this, on this podcast about guys and girls that go through it. Um, and it does not matter. Rescue swimmer, pilot, flight mechanic, nurse, EMT. At, at one point or another, Whatever. you may yeah. see something. Yeah. It, everything, uh, PTSD will hit people in different areas and you're not even going to know it's hitting you until it's hitting you again, yeah. fall back. ORW yeah. operation yep. restore warrior is it helped me big time with it. And I highly recommend yep. it. And I will throw this out there because I was talking to John Williams about it. Uh, it is more for U S military guys, but they have had other services from other nations join them just so yeah. you guys know out there. And uh, they have had a couple of firefighters and cops as well, as far as yep. I know. So yep. it's it's an amazing program pillow, to help. I think they're not going to turn anybody away. You know, it's nobody's going to be like, well, you didn't you didn't serve in the U.S. military, so you know, um, they're not going to turn you away. You know, if if, if you got the need, you know, they're not going to turn you away. So, you know, I guarantee. Reach it. out if you guys are suffering yeah. out there. If anybody's having a question, uh, talk to somebody and, and, and give us a call. And we don't, ORW is a way to go. We don't we don't really put enough emphasis on our mental health. Like we're physically studs. You know, like when you're a rescue swimmer, you don't want to say, Hey, I'm hurting mentally because it might look weak. And it's not weak. You're given more strength by saying, Hey, I need a hand, you know, I'm, I need help. And you're being more mature and you're gonna be a better rescuer if you're if you're hurting mentally, get help. PTSD is you know, I, I know I suffer from some things that you can't you can't on see something and you're there to help. And you know, I had a nurse tell me when I was a very young firefighter, you know, two rules, you know, people die and second rule is can't change the first. And that's that's very true, but you know, you don't want to be a statistic of of I always say get help. Ask about it. There's so many resources and you have to take care of yourself, you know. So totally. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, PTSD, very it's a killer, man, you know. Yep. So, but uh, yeah. So, all right. I got well, one more question with yeah. all of your experience, all of your rescues and everything you've gone through due to piece of advice for everybody that's still doing it. All right. So you got two roads you come to a road and something's hard, right? You got the very easy route, right? And you got yeah. the hard route. And when you put it on paper, whatever way you break it down, the hard route is most likely going to be the right route, you know, and it, you have to go the hard route. If you go the easy route, it's going to lead to more suffering and more hard work. So I would say, don't take the easy route, take the right route, take the hard route. And it's, it's so important, dude. You know, somebody, you know, it could be anything from whatever your experience is, you know, you've got to just do it right the first time. You know, there's nothing worse than not popping a raft or, you know, like do it right the first time, man. And you'll be, Set, you know so yeah totally yeah. i had a, I had it, a chief say to me at one point or another it, there's never enough time to do it right the first time there's always enough time to do it right the oh, second yeah. time oh yeah oh yeah and it's it's usually more embarrassing so 
totally you know, you do it right do it right the first time um and take care of yourself mentally you know we, we're really it. good studs pt but take care of yourself that's it man don't be scared to ask for help you know nobody's gonna say no we're not gonna help you so yeah but, freaking awesome that's yeah man Claude, I cannot thank you enough for coming on, sharing some epic stories. Uh, just the laughs that I've had along with you. Dude, I can't wait to see you again. Yeah. Oh, the, the yeah, next... D-cert. 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 It's going to be sick, yeah. dude. So, yeah, June of, uh, what you always say, June of uh, 24. June 24th. Mo Bizzle. Yep. Mo Bizzle. <laughs> Dirty South. It's going to be a good time. It's yeah. going to be a good time. And uh, if I get time. down to East City in between now and then, dude, I'm, I'm going to give yeah, you a call. Come on. So, you got a place to stay, man. You got a place to stay. I got a big Taj Mahal here. So I love you, man. the whole family. So, Sick. Freaking right, right, dude. Quinny. You know what? We'll all get together and we'll drink some beer because we got a whole bunch of guys down there that, that I'd love to oh, get yeah. together with. So it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, man. All yeah. right, brother. Well, I'll catch up with you soon, man. Thank you. All right, Quinn. See you later, man. With, Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. All right, gentlemen. Okay. I've got both of you guys on because there's been a dispute on who was further offshore based on a rescue. Now, both of you boys have been on, and Claude, yours is the most recent. Both of you guys earned air medals, which is awesome. Again, Claude, I'm going to start with you because your la- your episode was uh, last released. So, citation to come with the award of the air medal to AST1 Claude Morrissey for a female passenger who was critically injured in rough seas his severe head trauma and life-threatening brain hemorrhaging located 245 mi- nautical miles offshore. Then we have Scott Holloway. Citation to accompany the air medal for ST1 Scott Holloway for responding to a distressed call from a sailing vessel, which was disabled in 35-foot seas approximately 250 nautical miles off of Cape Cod. So... Yeah, mic drop. Scott Scott was measured in statute miles versus nautical miles, so I'm actually. They were both in nautical miles. What are you talking about? His award is wrong. His award is wrong, and that's all I'm saying on that. So that that's a Cape Cod case, but I was further offshore than Scott was in the city, but he doesn't want to admit that. He's saying it was less than a sea state. Freaking cruise one time, I was like four thousand miles offshore. So does that count? Wait before I was in Antarctica. Okay, so listen to me though. Listen, I think you might have won the Cape Cod, the Cape Cod challenge. Well, that's all we're talking about. No, yep. you got to look at the whole thing. I think I was in whole thing. You're, you're like every other word I'm hearing. About how many years ago? Sixteen years ago. When? And I never knew the the facts because I had already retired when you had that that little. <laughs> I um, hey, I kept adding a well, probably you prob- there. probably. But I think, I think my award is wrong. I think my award. I you're you're in statute miles, and I'm in nautical miles. So I know I'm about two seventy five, just by my rough calculations. So. Oh, are we talking about your weight now? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have two seventy five. Two seventy five was like oh, that was many years ago, Scott. I'm two ninety eight right now. Ninety eight. That's what I, you know. I don't know why I'm arguing with you. You were dead to me the day you walked out of Cape Cod that day when you. I know. I know. That packing table. You were dead. I'm, to me. I'm, I'm, so I can't believe that you're letting me call you Claude right now because usually he makes me call him Chief. Oh, get the, get the hell out of the worst Chief in the world. Hey, listen. Nope. Listen to me, though. I was way further out. My award is wrong. You obviously cluffed your case up. You threw a few extra miles in there. I actually pulled the, the FLIR footage on that, and you were 
like maybe 180 miles, maybe, 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 maybe 180 on a good day. Statue miles. I was, I was 275. I remember it like it was yesterday. So, 275 pounds again, right? Yeah. What's that? What is it? What is it? I can't believe you won this one, Scott. I'm so pissed off at myself right now. When Quinny read that award, I was like, oh man, you only had me by five miles. It's really not that much. All oh, right. You probably, drifted, you probably drifted I, too. I drifted out to about, I, I want to say about my GPS watch, it was about seven miles out. So it's 250. Because they couldn't lift you up, you wait so goddamn much. They had to freaking get a tugboat out there to freaking pull you back. <laughs> You're a tugboat. You know that? So, gentlemen, listen. Thank you, guys. Quinny, Jason, this guy is bullshitter. He's a bull. He, 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 he's not telling the truth about his mileage. Okay, you know I was further offshore in Elizabeth City, but I can't bring that up. You know, I just can't bring that up. Yeah. So, it was, you know, can't talk about Jason. Is this solved or what? I think this is solved. I think this is uh, this is case case. This Sorry, is a cold case solved. This is a, this case. is a, this is the battle royale, but there's more to come here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Just to uh, to end this, Scott, congratulations, Claude. I'm sorry. Oh my lord! You know what? I'm drinking with both <laughs> of you at uh, in dessert, so it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah. The only thing I'm, I'm gonna be the only I thing I can say Scott. is loser. Hey, lose. Help Do I have God, I hope your plan goes down the way you heard, like later skin. How many kid. times you've said that? And I'm still here. I'm what? still here, man. You've said that so many times, so many times about car accidents, but I'm still here. I <laughs> only wish death upon my best friends. That's <laughs> going best. anywhere. <laughs> oh, All right, don't have a heart right. attack, Connor. All right, boys. Jason, All right. I love you, man. I love Thank you, you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Now it's time for me to pull chocks and take off. But before I go, I'm always looking for the memorable rescues that people have done. If you have one that you're willing to share or know somebody who has a story, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to highlight it here at The Real Rescue. For everybody that is standing by for that SAR alarm, remember, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. So until next time, Fly safe and swim hard. Thank you for joining me today here at the Real Rescue Podcast, powered by Vertical Helicast. We'd also like to say thank you to our sponsors for this episode, Breeze Eastern. They dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. Hey. Rule number five, be prepared to execute. You never know when that SAR alarm might go off. You never know when somebody might be in trouble. You never know when somebody is praying for that miracle. So when that happens, you be ready to go. You be ready to answer that call.